0: Welcome to the fifth episode of the Scouting Books Podcast, the podcast for YA fiction lovers of all ages. I'm your host, Scout, and I'm joined, like always, by my mom slash co-host, Cheryl. Today we'll be talking about some upcoming books we're excited about and books we recommend as Christmas gifts. everyone. Welcome back to episode five of the Scouting Books podcast. I'm Scout and I'm here with my mom. Hey everybody. And today it's going to be a little bit different because we are getting rid of one section of our podcast that we <laughs> typically do because our discussion for this episode is going to be a bit longer and we have a good discussion for this, for this one um, that gives you some good recommendations for things and I think that will be appreciated to be a little bit longer. Um, so no reviews, But we are still going to be talking about new releases coming out. And we're just going to kind of lead right into that. Um, But I think also, December just started. Right. So Christmas is upon us. It is December 1st. And yeah. Well, today when we're recording is December 1st. And Christmas is upon us. And so we are trying to plan things for Christmas. And this episode, we're going to talk about recommendations to give as gifts for like all ages. So if there's anybody you are still needing to get gifts for... At the beginning of December, I know there's like one other gift I really need to get and you don't know what to get them. This is a recommendation episode where you will be able to find a book for anyone.
1: Right. Because we think books are the best books gifts are
0: the best gifts you can possibly give. Um, So we are going to go straight into talking about the two new releases and I'm going to get mom to read hers
1: first. OK, so this book that I'm going to introduce y'all to actually just came out yesterday when, this, when we're recording right, this, when this podcast comes out it will have come out on like four days you know a few days before so this is you'll be the death of me by karen mcmanus and some of you may have read some of her books already one of us is lying one of us, one is, next. Of us is next the cousins right um two can and keep a secret lots I, of mysteries i've really enjoyed those that she's mm-hmm. that i've read so this is the new one you'll be the death of me ivy mateo and cal used to be close Now that all they have in common is Carlton High and the beginning of a very bad day. Type A Ivy lost a student council election to the class clown, and now she has to face the school humiliated. Heartthrob Mateo is burned out. He's been working two jobs since his family business failed. An outsider cow just got stood up again. So when Cal pulls into campus late for class and runs into Ivy and Mateo, it seems like the perfect opportunity to turn a bad day around. They'll ditch and go into the city, just the three of them like old times, except they barely left the parking lot before they run out of things to say until they spot another Carlton High student skipping school and follow him to the scene of his own murder. In one chance move, their day turns from dull to deadly, and it's about to get worse. It turns out Ivy, Mateo, and Cal still have some things in common. They all have a connection to the dead kid, and they're all hiding something. Now they're all wondering, could it be that their chance reconnection wasn't by chance after all? From the author of One of Us is Lying comes a brand new pulse pounding thriller. It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Murder when three old friends relive an epic ditch day and it goes horribly and fatally wrong.
0: That sounds like the most crazy of her books. It does.
1: I love the premise though. And, you know, all of her books are young adult mysteries, which is kind of a, you know, subgenre that's not as common as. Mm Um, some others in Young Adult that um, I really like. I've
0: always said that her books kind of give me like Pretty Little Liars vibes. If you like the show Pretty Little Liars, I think you'll like her books. Specifically, the One of Us is Lying series, but really all of them feel very similar to Pretty Little Liars because it's like a group of people that all go to the same school and things are happening where there's like one person who is usually like, exploiting them in some way yeah. or like blackmailing them that's right. almost always what yeah that's some of true because it kind of are. sounds
1: like that one also might have a little bit a of that little bit of that because it sounds like they're all like maybe them getting together that day wasn't a chance yeah. thing yeah. to happen so stuff like yeah. that
0: always happens so if you like pretty little liars you're probably like Karen McManus's yeah. books and that book came out on November 30th so you okay. can go get it now cool um the book I'm going to be reading a description of is one I've actually already read I read it as an advanced reader's copy at the beginning of the year because this is a um, book that was co-written. So two people wrote it. And the girl author is one of my favorite authors of all time for YA Contemporary. So I got an ARC of this. I read it a while ago and I liked it. It was good. Um, not my favorite by her, but it's still great. And I think if you like romances. And if this sounds interesting to you, you'll probably like it. A lot of my friends are now reading it and really enjoying it as well. So this is If This Gets Out by Sophie Gonzalez and Kale Dietrich. And um, it comes out on December 7th. So very soon. And you can go get it then. Um, 18 year old 18-year-olds Ruben, Montez, and Zach Knight are two members of the boy band Saturday, one of the biggest acts in America. Along with their bandmates, Angel Fan and John Braxton, the four are teen heartbreakers in front of the cameras and best friends backstage. But privately, cracks are starting to form. Their once-easy report is straining under the pressures of fame, and Ruben confides in Zach that he's feeling smothered by management pressure to stay in the closet. On a whirlwind tour through Europe with both an unrelenting schedule and minimal supervision, Ruben and Zach come to rely on each other more and more, and their already close friendship evolves into a romance but when they decide they're ready to tell their fans and live freely Zach and Ruben start to truly realize they will never have the support of their management how can they hold tight to each other when the whole world seems to want to come between them so that's the description for this one and really the best parts of this book I think are not the romance but the other members of the band and like just in general what the band is going through and seeing kind of like behind the screen of what it feels Hmm. like boy bands in America are probably having to deal with one of them, um, one of the other members of the band has like crazy stuff he's having to go through and it just shows like them all struggling so I think the romance is honestly maybe one of the weaker parts of Hmm. this book but the rest of it is great right um so I think it's still a really good one and Sophie Gonzalez's writing is amazing I haven't actually read anything else by Cal Dietrich but Sophie Gonzalez is amazing so if you have read her books and like her writing this is definitely worth it to read cool so there's that one that one comes out on december 7th and the other one by karen McManus came out on november 30th so you can go get those whenever they come out or the one that's already i can go get now um so now we're going to get into talking about the recommendations of the books that we would recommend you give as gifts for christmas All right, so the way we're going to be doing these recommendations is we're going to go by age group. So we're going to do basically every single age group that you would want to get gifts for yeah. um, and just give you a couple re- recommendations from them. We're not really going to give you descriptions because this is probably going to take a while. But when we get into the, like, a little bit longer books, maybe mm-hmm. we'll give you a couple reasons why we think yeah. they'd be good recommendations. And we'll probably do that for all of them. Um, but we're going to try not to stay too long on all of them. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is children's books. Yeah. So specifically kids who would still read picture books. Yes. So these are picture books we would definitely recommend. Mom right. has a couple. I have a couple. Yeah. So mom, yeah. do you want to so say first your two off, that we thought of? First
1: off, let me just start out with kids need to get books for, for Christmas. They I need agree. to. I mean, if you're getting toys for your kids or technology, that's great. And there's a place for that, but books need to be part of it as well. I just think because that's going to make your child more well-rounded and educated and, you know, make them be thinkers anyway. I love books and it's a great way to entertain them without screen time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a couple of books that I'd recommend for young children. Um, were you going to mention Kevin? Okay. So I would recommend any book, picture books by kevin Hinkus. that's h-e-n-k-e-s kevin hinkes is one of my favorite kids authors one of mine as
0: well read all of his books yes. when i was a little kid he's
1: amazing and so some of the books i would recommend from him so lily's purple plastic purse would be great for a little girl my
0: favorite is chrysanthemum
1: chrysanthemum is probably my very favorite the best one. um I love Chrysanthemum. It's just a wonderful story about being yourself mm-hmm. and also great for little girls, but I mean for boys too, but the yeah. girl is the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of Kevin Henkes's are just fabulous. So if yeah, you go so to the good. bookstore and just look up Kevin Henkes' and picture books, you can't, you can't go wrong
0: um one that I wanted to talk about oh let me get the author because I don't know who wrote this book I was gonna look it up and then I just like forgot um but it's The Runaway Bunny it's by Margaret Wise Brown and The Runaway Bunny was one of my favorites as a kid my dad used to read it to me literally every single night and it's all about family and parents and the love a parent has for their child yes and I think if you want to give your kid a Gift that is like well thought out and meaningful. This is a really good book yeah, to give them. Yeah, I think
1: so too. And you know, you could combine it with like a little stuffed bunny rabbit you could. or something.
0: It's, It'd and be a it's great such gift. a cute book. So that one is the Runaway Bunny, yeah. and it was just my favorite growing up when my so dad sweet. would read it to It's a me. classic. Most it people is. probably know it. Yeah. If you
1: don't, you know, you can get it in paperback and hardback. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so another one I would recommend, and I love this book so much, and it's the Monster at the End of the, This book, the Monster at oh the gosh, End of the Book. My gosh, love this
0: Or one. this book. The, I think it's this book.
1: Yeah. No, and, I think it's the book. So look it up. So this is. Is a Sesame Street book which you know I wouldn't necessarily always just recommend like books from book? like books from like series although mm. I would say you know if your child has a favorite series that they love a favorite tv show or a favorite movie or a favorite characters you know books that are based around those characters are great but the monster in this book has Grover as the main character and it is and it's, is, the cutest and book, it's such guys. a great interactive book because mm-hmm. when you read it you know you have to do the voices along with it um and it like has a lot of drama in it for the the kids every time you turn a page yeah it's and it's so got really cute fun. pictures yeah. that are
0: like fun and it plays into the book so well because it's all about a monster being at the end of the book right and so he's like trying to keep you from turning the pages right. and it's so much fun for a so kid so read.
1: i remember i'm not sure which of y'all loved it so much me. it was probably it was Scout, me. <laughs> and it would be like every night what book are we gonna read the monster at the this book <laughs> i loved it so much <laughs> so good. and then
0: the last book we're gonna recommend is another classic but if your kid ha- does not have it or has not somehow read it
1: they need to. Yes. Um, and
0: that's Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by uh, Judith, Judith
1: Viorst. Judith Viorst. I love her. And
0: that one is just. <laughs> literally the best book it's so funny it's so funny and and it was like
1: written in the like 60s or 70s yeah, but, it's hilarious. but it's so good
0: it's so good it's just about this kid who <laughs> is having, having a bad the day. worst day the yeah. absolute worst day everything is going wrong for him yeah. and he's constantly saying he wants to move to australia Yeah,
1: and that was and always he's my mad favorite part. At his brother he's just mad at everybody it's a great book to help kids with their emotions yes. i think and it's another book that literally i can't even imagine how many times i read this book out loud yeah. to my kids it just there hundreds even, of times. I don't know
0: what year, but there, there was, was a even a movie. movie made out of it. Yeah. So if they loved the book, yeah. and then they may want to watch the movie. Right. I mean, it's obviously different because it's a picture book, and you can't make a picture book a full length movie. Right. But it's fun, I and if love they like it, it so they'll probably want to watch the movie I as well. To which read is it cute.
1: again. I mean, I love to do it.
0: That. <laughs> um, okay, so okay. now those are the four books we recommend the most that are picture books. We're going to talk about a couple elementary school books. So when we're talking elementary school, this is fifth and below. Um, we are thinking short chapter books yeah, kids who
1: have are becoming readers
0: yeah who are starting to read chapter books longer books but they're not going to be reading like ser- like really super yes. difficult series right or um like really long chapter right. books all of these are really short a right. lot of them have illustrations and pictures in yeah. them still I mean so these obviously are, general, there are recommend.
1: children who read beyond their yeah level, I mean I was reading so... pretty big
0: books when I was a kid so obviously this is all yeah. very different but this is just in general yes for elementary, elementary school kids yeah. And the first one I want to recommend, I just said not really long, difficult mm-hmm. series, but this one is a series, but it's not difficult. And no. I mean, it's long, but it's not difficult. Yeah. And um, that is A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket. And <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved these books so much when I was in you elementary school. You read every school. book. Um, this is a little bit older elementary school. Yeah. I would say probably third grade through fifth yeah. grade, maybe second grade, if, like for the first Depending couple on... ones. The first couple yeah. ones probably second grade it could read, but. Third and fifth to general. Um, But this is an 11-book series, so it's long. And the last couple books are pretty dang long, Mm -hmm. but they can kind of grow into it. And that's what I like about this series. You can read it when you're young and then grow into the last books. But the first one is so much fun. And it's also one that, like, if they don't want to keep reading it, they can read the first one and be done with it. But the first one is so much fun. And it's about these three (laughs) um, orphans who... Um, are constantly going on these adventures to new (laughs) houses that they're staying at, and bad things are happening. Yes. And this guy, Count Count Olaf, Olaf. is constantly following them around trying to get their money because they're rich.
1: He's a classic villain. He's
0: a classic villain. And there's also a Netflix series about it. That's actually very good. That's actually super good. You know, Patrick Harris is in it. Yeah. Um, As Count Olaf, he's great. Um, but yeah, I love these books, and if your kid loves the first one, then they, you can buy the entire series, and right. it's such a good first series to read, I think. I read all 11 when I was in elementary school, probably in fourth and fifth grade. I just read all of them. Right. Like, I went crazy with them. Yes. Um, so that's my highest recommendation, maybe. Okay. Um, another one that I think Mom could maybe talk a little bit mm-hmm. about is Kate DiCamillo books Yes. are the best.
1: We love Kate DiCamillo, and she's written a lot of different books, but probably like the classic
0: I would say because would be, of Winn-Dixie is because yeah.
1: of Winn-Dixie and it's a it's a chapter book that m- older elementary school you I don't know maybe? it's very short I actually have a copy okay. over there
0: and the pages are the text is pretty big yeah so okay. it looks a little bit longer but it, I, I think I read it when I was in first grade okay so and um and I read it very easily yeah yeah and I think it probably first and second graders could read it third okay. grade as well
1: but All I right. think it's probably in the middle and it's And because of Winn-Dixie is just a a wonderful message in Mm -hmm. it, you know, about like finding your place. And the the main character is just wonderful. Another
0: one by Kate DiCarlo, I think is really good, Mm -hmm. is um, The Adventures of Edward Tulane. Yes, right. Is amazing as well. It is. Another one that I really love. And then I think maybe the most classic of elementary <laughs> chapter books is the Magic Treehouse series. Yes. And if they have not read the Magic Treehouse series, oh my gosh, they need They're to They're so great. I grew up with these books yeah. and these books are one of the things that I think influenced me the most as a child. Yes. Um, because it encouraged my love of reading so much and it also made me love like history and yeah. learning weird facts yes. about history about, and and I about did different that. places yes. and different cultures and i did that so much in elementary school it's crazy this yeah. is about jack and annie who are brother and sister and they go on these adventures to this tree house and the tree house can <laughs> transport them back in time to go to like big events in history and fix things that yeah. are going wrong it's great and it's so 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 good can you think of something else we were gonna recommend for elementary? I think we said we had four, but I can't well, completely remember. I think
1: we were talking about whether E. L. Koenigsberg's books mm, might mm-hmm. fit. And you know, I loved um Basil E. Frankweiler, which Scout I don't think was a huge fan of, but I wasn't loved my favorite. It. It's one of my the mixed up <laughs> files of Basil E. Frankweiler. I loved that book as a child. And but we both agree on a view from Saturday by E.L. So, so, so good. Of our
0: very favorite books. This one is definitely an older. So I would say yeah. fifth grade is probably yeah, I, was, I think I, I read it, think it in so. fourth grade, but fourth and fifth grade, I would think, is probably the targeted age range for it. But it's so good. It's about a debate team and all of the kids in it and just their stories and how they all connect. Yeah. And I just thought of one off the top of my head. Okay. If your kid does not like reading chapter books and maybe they are just trying to get into reading some I think graphic novels are always a good way I to think go that's a great and idea. one that I absolutely love I have to look it up to get the the name of the author but it's called El Defo, mm-hmm. and it's by Cece Bell and it's about this bunny who is deaf um but she gets a hearing aid and the hearing aid becomes like a superpower hmm. so she becomes like a superhero through that. the fact that she's deaf and it is so 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 good and it won like awards and stuff yeah. it's amazing if your kid doesn't like reading Full-length chapter books. Right,
1: it's a good one. Yeah, graphic novels. I think are a great option for always kids. Always a good idea. My parents always said, and then I always tried to teach my kids too. As long as you're reading, you're mm-hmm. reading. So, like my brother, reading girl, in any form is my bu- brother. Growing up, read a lot of comic books. Mm-hmm. And my parents were always like, that's cool. I mean, that's reading yeah. and that's gonna eventually probably segue into, you know, more advanced type of reading. Mm-hmm. And so graphic novels are great and yep. adults love graphic novels. Yep,
0: I like graphic novels still. Okay, and then um before we get into the books that we typically talk about that are more like young adult, we're gonna talk about one last one, which is middle grade. Right. So these are for middle schoolers, I would say sixth, sixth to grade, grade through eighth grade. Um this is just kind of expanding on the elementary. So mm-hmm. it's like right below young adult, like your typical young adult books, maybe a little like not as heavy themes, right? Um, but typically similar writing, close to similar writing, um, longer chapter books, maybe longer series, things like that. And the main one that I would recommend is the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. Yes. And all of the books that span from that series. So Rick Riordan wrote the Percy Jackson series, which is. One of my favorite series of all time. There's five books in it. They're all really great. It's about demigods and them going on adventures and saving the world. Um, Mostly about Percy Jackson, who's the son of Poseidon. And then after that, he expanded upon it with multiple other series. So there's The Heroes of Olympus which is like Percy Jackson, but it's about Roman gods. Mm -hmm. And then there's one called The Cain Chronicles about Egyptian gods. And then one called Magnus Chase and the Gods of Asgard, which is all about Norse gods. So if they love Percy Jackson and then decide they really (laughs) like in general mythology, which another, this is the other book that probably influenced me the most. <laughs> I was so obsessed with Greek mythology for so long yeah. because of this series. Um, and it really will become an obsession. It was like my first fandom. So I think this is a great one because they're longer series, but they're also easy to understand. Right. Um, but they're like more fantastical, which mm-hmm. I think in general is good for middle grade. And this is a great book also for girls and guys. Anyone can enjoy it. Absolutely. So if you need, if you feel like maybe it's harder for you to find books for like your, your guy child to read, yeah, your son yeah, to read, yeah. um, This is a good one for that. I also think some of the other ones recommended Mm -hmm. are obviously great for them, too. I think in general, we're doing pretty good recommending ones for both. Um, But this is specifically a really good one, I think, for guys as well.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, Some of the other middle grades you want to talk about. Mom, I want to talk about another series that is a classic of children. Well, Harry
1: Potter, I think. You know, middle grade. My kids uh, all started them when they were in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, They were both all of my daughters were very advanced readers. Um, but I would say middle school is a really good way to introduce Harry Potter, a good time to introduce Harry yeah. Potter. And so, you know, we have a generation now that is kind of a generation past Harry Potter. And so if your child is, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, I think that Harry Potter would be a great, um, a great book series to get them started. Yeah, on. Yeah. And
0: I think another important thing with Harry Potter is that it ages up throughout the book. So like the first book, Two, right. three books feel more like simple. children's middle yeah. grade, but then they get bigger and more dark and yes. a little bit have a little bit of darker themes. Right. And it gets more advanced as it goes. Right, so it, right. it ages with the child. Yes. Right. If you want to think about that. And then the last yeah. one I wanted to say something about this could also be a little bit more elementary. Yeah. So this would be so. like. I think it may be a little bit more elementary, but like sixth and seventh grade could also read it. I think everyone needs to read this book. It does not matter how old you are. And that's wonder by RJ uh, Palacio. And mom can talk a little bit about this one. It is just the
1: best book ever. So wonder is one of my probably favorite books. Yeah, mine as well. And like I said, really written for older children um, young tweens, I would say probably. Um, but it's just the most fabulous book about a boy who has a facial deformity and his, um, you know, his kind of being, feeling different than everyone. And he has to go to a regular school. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that he become, you know, he's bullied by some kids, but he ends up making these wonderful friendships. And he has a teacher who just teaches them, teaches him and the rest of his class, these most positive, you know, life really lessons. Book. It's just a wonderful life affirming book. He's
0: going into fifth grade, but in this yeah. fifth grade is like with the middle middle yes, school. So right. he's like going to different classes. So if your kid is starting middle school, I also feel like mm-hmm. it's a good book to read because it's like he is experiencing middle school for the first time. Along and with, so it kind of would yeah. fit if your child is also starting middle school. Right. Okay. And then these are our recommendations that we may have a little bit better even recommendations <laughs> for because these may be books you haven't heard of as much. Yeah. Um so these are our young adult recommendations. Okay, right. So this This just means for teens, for any teenager. So I'm going to say from the ages of eighteen, yeah, or maybe fourteen to fourteen to eighteen. But we talk about all the time how young adult is for literally every single age. So if you hear us talking about these and think the descriptions sound cool, you can get this for anyone really. Um, And I'm going to let Mom talk about one first that we were just talking about. Um, And that is the Inheritance
1: Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, and
0: it's a book that we read a little bit ago um together we like read it at the same time and i think this is a really great recommendation i think so
1: too um you know, I think we were kind of thinking of like genres within young adult. And I think several of our recommendations are kind of kind of relate around different genres. But if you have a reader in your family who likes mysteries, mysterious kind of, you know, um, events, and uh, the the Inheritance Games, there's two of them, the Inheritance Games and Hawthorne Legacy. And they are both pretty recent releases. Hawthorne Legacy just came out a couple months ago. Inheritance Games is maybe two years old, something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's just a super fun sleuth puzzle mystery um and it's got uh i think really engaging characters teenage characters i also feel like it's a
0: good segue into mysteries if maybe your kid likes i don't know mystery shows or like some of the really like the younger um mystery series that there are because there's a good bit of those well i mean um, if they
1: liked Master Treehouse when they were kids. Yeah, they'll probably like this. or if you are an adult who loves thrillers, you know, and you think, oh, my that might be something my child would yeah. like to read someday. I think inheritance games are some wonderful mysteries. It's also
0: all about riddles. So if it your is. kid likes solving riddles and yeah. puzzles, they'll also probably really enjoy it. Right, right. Um, and then one of the first ones that I wanted to recommend is I feel like when young teens start to get into reading, a lot of the time they'll read dystopian books. So, like, The yeah, Hunger, Hunger Games, Games Divergent, right, the right. Selection series. Like, those are, like, some of the first ones they'll read. Yeah. Because they're easy. They're, like, kind of fantasy, but mm-hmm. not, like, full-fledged fantasy. Right. And if they've read those type of series and really enjoyed them, I would so highly recommend the Shatter Me series by Tahara Mafi. It's my favorite dystopian series. I don't really like dystopian books. And I loved these so much. So there's six books in the series, but the first three were originally written as a trilogy together and then she expanded upon it with the next three. Mm-hmm. So they can really just read the first three and thoroughly enjoy them. Yeah. Um it's Shatter Me, Unravel Me, and then Ignite Me. And it's all about this girl named Juliet who um basically kills people by touching them. And it's set in a uh, post-apoc not post-apocalyptic, but a dystopian future, yeah. um, where things are going very bad in America. And Basically, the military wants to take her and use her as a weapon, yeah. and that's what it's about. And it's really great. And a thing I love about it is it it has a love triangle, but in every single book, like the love interest, like slowly changes. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like she's interested in both of them at the same time, yeah. which is something I never loved about dystopian books. Yeah. And I like how how it does it with this that's on my um, tbr list I
1: believe. yeah so it's
0: definitely a dystopian i would recommend if your kid liked the hunger games and divergent and then wants to read more after that yeah um and then this is another one that me and mom both read mm-hmm. that expanding upon the idea of <laughs> they liked dystopian series yeah so now we're going to read another dystopian if they like dystopian series and they yeah. want something a little bit heavier and want to get into fantasy, fantasy i think the best series to start with is the shadow and
1: bone series by lee Bardugo. right um and also because you know, there's just been a Netflix show yes. on it. And if you go to the bookstore, you see these books everywhere. And so, you know, it might be something that if your your child, your teenager has seen them, and that might be something, you know, yeah. sometimes I think maybe also if you have a reluctant reader at all, sometimes books based on things that are on Netflix or on movies, I, I think agree. that's a really good way to introduce reading to someone.
0: Yeah. And the Shadow and Bone series in particular, I've read all three of these. And then I've read all the Six of Crows books. And I I love Leigh Bardugo. And Shadow and Bone is the first series she wrote. So her writing gets better as she goes. Mm-hmm. And the writing in this one's really easy to understand. So this trilogy is like perfect if you're just getting into fantasy because the fantasy elements are super easy to understand. The magic system is easy to get into. And there's not like so, so, so much magic to where it's like overwhelming you. Right. Um, this series, as it goes, gets more magic into it. But the first book especially if they're just wanting to get into fantasy and maybe haven't read mm-hmm. a ton this is high fantasy like it's set in a different right. world
1: yeah but it's but it's, easy it's to follow. so
0: easy to understand yeah. and follow there's not like all these crazy weird creatures you mm-hmm. need to understand and it's mostly just like humans that have powers and so it's it's so 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 easy to get into and these are series that you Your kid can dive into, yeah, and if they enjoy the first ones, there's more to read after, right? So, it's a great starter series to get into because you can just keep on reading, kind of like the Rick Riordan books, Percy Jackson. You can keep on reading the next companion series, which I think is great, yeah. Um, and then we recommended multiple books that don't, I mean, (laughs) they have romance in them, yeah, but they're not romances, yeah. And I know a lot of teens who will only read romance because it's the easiest stuff to understand fantasy and dystopian. And mysteries even yeah. can be difficult to grasp.
1: Yeah. And When I was a teenager, I read romances. Yeah. That was pretty much the extent of until my reading.
0: literally a year and a half ago, I only read romances. Yeah. And I have an entire shelf on my bookshelves that are just romances because this is like all I read. I stuck very strictly yeah. to it. And I think a really good one that is a newer book, it came out this year, is Counting Down With You by Toshi. How did we, we just watched a video to yeah. remember how to say her name. Toshi. Um, brilliant. 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 We're not going to get it.
1: Well, I have to, I need to see how it's spelled.
0: It's okay. Anyways, <laughs> we'll get it and then we'll say it. Um, but this is Counting Down with You, and it's a great romance. It um, has a main character who is from Bangladesh. So you've got South Asian representation, and then also the love interest is just so likable. He is such a likable love interest. He's like, I mean, he is just like almost perfect. I love him. (laughs) I gave this book five stars. I absolutely adored it. And it also has really great um, mental health representation. Mm. She has anxiety. And the idea of counting down with you where the title comes from is when Uh, she's having panic attacks, she like counts down from 10. And she does that a lot in the book. And so I think if your kid is also wanting to read, I can't say kid, but these are for teens. If your teen is wanting to read a book that maybe has some type of mental health representation, because teens have You know, a lot of teens don't feel represented in that way. This is a great one for anxiety. Um, And I think it's just so, so, so great. And it's such an easy romance to get into. It's got important messages and themes, but it also is just, like, easy to read and just a good, a good romance in general to read um so yeah that's that one counting down with you one of my favorite romances that i read this year yeah yeah. and then the last one we're gonna just touch on just for a minute because this is a young adult podcast and we don't talk about adult books very often (laughs) right um and these aren't going to be super specific recommendations but we're going to recommend a couple ideas for adult books yes so mom is going to start off with this one
1: yeah well so For adults, and again, I love to buy books for people of all ages. And so most people on my list, most adults on my list get a book every year. Um, So one thing I think is neat for adults is if you know someone that you want to buy a book for, if you know what their favorite series is or their favorite novel is, especially if it's like a classic novel you can often find really pretty other editions of classics. And so I think that's such a neat uh, gift to get. I've given those and I've received that a lot as gifts because everyone kind of knows who some of my favorite authors are. And so if they find new copies of some of the, uh, these classics, I often will get those as gifts and I think it's a great way to gift people. And if you go to Barnes and Noble or any kind of bookstore, there's usually some really great collections.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, also guys, I just got the the name of the author of Counting Down With You. It's Tashi Buyan. So if Boo-Yan, you okay. um want to buy that book, that is what it's called. Counting Down With You by by Tashi Buyan. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Mom just said that pretty editions of classics are a great one and I agree with that yeah. because classics a lot of the time you don't want to buy editions of classics for yourself because it's like everybody knows these books. And for yeah. me, like I don't typically want to spend a lot of money on them. Mm-hmm. But if you love a classic, a really pretty copy of it yeah. is a great gift to give someone. I
1: mean, if you love Alice in Wonderland or if mm-hmm. you love, you know, Pride and Prejudice or whatever, Little you can, women, go there, all you of can them. find great copies of Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so the one that I wanted to recommend is not a specific book, but a specific author. So I think Taylor Jenkins Reid is like the best adult author right now. I love her books. Yeah. So much. I feel like they're she's amazing. a
1: guarantee. If you buy that for somebody, it's going to be a good If book. you
0: know someone who likes like women's fiction, they are going to like these books. Like yeah. they're, it's almost guaranteed. So some of her most popular books are Daisy Jones and the Six, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Malibu Rising. But then she also has other books like mm-hmm. One True Loves. And there's more like general fiction she has. Yeah. Um, and those those first three books I talked about are all, like, about famous people, mm-hmm. which is, I think, fun. Um, so, those that's an author I would recommend. And I have one other author I just want to mention. Yeah. If you have someone who likes retellings of classics, um, Madeline Miller writes hmm. retellings of, like, mythology. Hmm. So, she wrote The Song of Achilles and Circe, right, yeah. which are both retellings of Greek mythology. So, um, Song of Achilles is a retelling of the Iliad. And then Circe is the retelling of the story of Circe yeah. and Jason. Right. Um, so and those are,
1: you see those everywhere in the book. You see those literally everywhere. Days.
0: I think those are, in general, good recommendations. Right. And then Mom had one other idea <laughs> we wanted to um, yeah. touch on is that there are so many like celebrity book club.
1: Yeah. recommend book it, book clubs like book now clubs, yeah. that
0: all of, you know, they'll get a little sticker on their on their right. cover that says Reese's book club or Oprah's book club yeah. or like whatever. And those are typically pretty good recommendations. And I
1: will have to say, I've read quite a few of the Reese's book clubs mm-hmm. and I have been very pleased with, all of them, really, that I've read. Yeah. I, I found one that I haven't liked, really.
0: I think that um, those are usually pretty good recommendations because it's kind of the same idea we're taking now. Like, these are books that probably most people will like because they can't pick, like, super specific or, like, polarizing books because right. they need to yeah. be good for the majority for, of for people. The ma- right, yeah. So, those they're ones not in general are going to be. hard
1: to read yeah. generally, but they're also not fluff. I mean, they're yeah. good books. Yeah. So,
0: those are our best recommendations <laughs> for different ages and to buy for Christmas gifts yeah. because, Probably They'll like these books. Yes. These I are agree. pretty likable books that I don't think anyone is gonna feel like strong distaste towards. Yeah. It has um, our stamp of approval. It has the scouting book stamp of approval. <laughs> so those are de- those are definite books that I would recommend you buy for the people in your life. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and happy December. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for Christmas Woo-hoo. to show up. Yes.
1: So exciting. <laughs> and thank
0: you guys for listening to the podcast and for supporting us in our first month of podcast that we've cool. done pretty dang cool. Um, so yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening in and happy reading.